step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up, heard each and every Saturday evening at 8, where host Antonio Delgado, Carl Kozlowski, and Ron Pearson, along with their guests, take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now, your hosts, Antonio, Carl, and Ron. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to another edition of Man Up. Coming to you from the luxurious studios of KRLA AM870, The Answer, in Los Angeles. As always, I'm one of your hosts, Carl. Double portion, hold the dessert, Kozlowski. Who's (laughs) holding the dessert? Well, he is himself. Your tummy on is. Thanksgiving. I think it's your little tummy. It sure was the other day, man. <laughs> but uh, yeah, and then with me as always are Antonio the Degenerate Delgado, <laughs> well named, and Ron the Mirthful Married Man. Pearson. Yeah, and we're uh, th- thrilled that Oops. today we have an absolutely iconic guest, Dennis Prager. I can't. Yeah. So thankful right. to have him. Yeah, so uh, guys, uh, you know, we always like to uh, start off uh, talking about our week and uh, wanted to, we call it the check-in. Oh, actually, what's our motto, guys? You well, know? first of all, our yeah. motto is small minds talk about people, average minds talk about things, great minds talk about ideas. And on this show, we've, we've got, got all three. three it's up to you to decide who's who. <laughs> well, we already know who's who. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Actually, so it changes from week to week, to that's be honest. True. <laughs> we'll see who's who this week. Yeah, yeah so how's, uh, how's your week, Antonio? Uh, I just got back from the snowy mountains. I was ziplining across the what? across the snow. Yeah. What? You went up to the mountains? I do. Mr. El Salvador went to the mountains in the snow? A- accidentally. <laughs> What's her name? <laughs> Carly. I, I was right. So you went with a girl, right? <laughs> no, I'm talking about Carl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Carl. I, I almost wish but yeah. yeah who'd you go with uh i took i took my girl yeah i told you <laughs> i was right how was it how was no, it? it was fun man. zip landing's fun but oh, in the snow i've never done it in the snow. that's why man oh the fresh is so the air is so fresh and uh yeah man and the beautiful views of the snow oh man what ridiculous. you don't like the smog of la <laughs> uh no no man I'm, I'm in the freaking center of the smog i live in downtown man i know you do <laughs> It was just beautiful to get out, man. It really was. You should put a zip line from your building to the building across the way and zip line over the street. That's a good idea. Yeah. 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 It was fun stuff, man. It's fun good. stuff. I love the snow, man. I, I love it. Just because, you know, when you grow up in California, man, you don't have seasons. So I, I go searching for them. Well, my checkup is I just got back. I spent Thanksgiving in Texas. What? What? You wow. did. Yeah. Huh. Get up, cowboy. Let's go. And the whole uh, other world there. By the way, I had so much turkey, like the El Tryptophan has me snoozing up until about 30 minutes ago when I did four Red Bulls before the show. <laughs> 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 but uh, my first, you know what's funny? My first tech, my wife is from Texas. Her name's Tanya Turner. Yeah. She's from Tyler, Texas, and her brother's Todd Turner. So it's Tanya and Todd Turner from Tyler, Texas. 
<laughs> and my first Texas with my first uh, Thanksgiving with him in Texas, no joke. My wife was in overalls. Uh huh. We ate a turkey my brother-in-law had shot. <laughs> we were watching Hee Haw, <laughs> and in the middle of the meal, I bit into a piece of buckshot that was still <laughs> in the turkey. <laughs> wow. So that's, yeah, that's my wife and my family. But I love Texas, and I love, uh, I've, be, I've grown to really kind of love the state a lot. Yeah. They're, they're uh, a rare breed. They're very individualistic, and they like their liberty. And liberty is a term we love here at Man Up America. We love yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Carl, what about you? Well, uh, my brother has been in town. My brother has been, nice. been having fun all over. And, uh uh, but uh, by the way, you guys look like identical twins. Yeah, <laughs> you really do. Yeah, I would. I could have met him on the streets and be like, "Hey, you're Carl's brother." <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Well, yeah, people say we're like five years apart, but uh, uh, they, uh, you know, it's, it's it's like watching a time capsule of myself. Uh, every <laughs> who's every older? Time. Oh, I'm older. Yeah. 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 All right. I'm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And who's the evil one? <laughs> <laughs> More me, <laughs> but uh, yeah, but uh, well, one one other thing uh, I wanted to talk about is um, I'm a Rotten Tomatoes approved uh, film critic. We like to you've been uh, a f- film critic for years. Yeah. You're, you're the best film critic I know. I listen to you. Well, thank you. Sir. I read your and I read all your your critiques. Yeah. So, um, but uh, this week I want to talk about uh, Tom Hanks as uh, the iconic Mister Rogers. What in a beautiful day in the neighborhood? What. Yeah, it's uh, you know I've heard a lot about it, so yeah. I want to know what your take is. Before we go any further, we will be uh, talking about Dennis Prager's film No Safe Spaces oh, of course, of course. later in the show, but yeah. we're going de- to devote a lot to that. that. But this first. is your review on this. On this, go ahead. Yeah, so um, basically, uh, the the real story of Mister Rogers' his whole life was told in a documentary last year called Won't You Be My Neighbor. This is more the story of how. Uh, a reporter from Esquire magazine in the late 90s uh, wanted, just couldn't believe that he was uh, such a nice guy. And he was assigned to do a story on him as a hero. And he decides to check him out and be skeptical about Mr. Rogers. And it's how Mr. Rogers not only wins him over, but has a big transformative effect on his whole life from being a cynic to uh, being a more positive person. And it's really uh, powerful uh, story. You know? Well, I think Mr. Rogers affected us all. I mean, I have great yeah. memories of him. But uh, so as, as Antonio and I, being the regular guys, mm-hmm. you know, one a degenerate out on his own, one who wants to take his wife. The an- <laughs> I'm the anti-Mr. Uh, Rogers. <laughs> but but what do you say to us? We want, do should we, we see the ads for it. And in my mind, I'm like, oh, are they going to beat me over the head with some social justice thing? Or no, is it going to be a good I- story or what? I I, 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 Tom Hanks, we love, but yeah. And can you so answer the question? Should we go see it? Oh yeah, it's a really beautiful movie, and I think um, it's it's something that we could all stand to watch these days to see, and because uh, it teaches you to you know appreciate those around you, and t- because the guy also is dealing with family issues, the reporter, and it's how he, um, uh, Mr. Rogers, helps him uh, see that he has to you know be more loving and forgiving of those around him. I like yeah. that story. Yeah. Yeah. It's I, perfect for do Thanksgiving. You, do, you, do you ever watch Tom Hanks and just are constantly watching and going, that's Tom Hanks and that's not going, true. That's Mr. That's Rogers? True, yeah. You know what I'm saying? No. I, you know, at first I was like that, but then eventually you're like really going, oh man, you know, you really, th- you really see him as, uh, 
as Mr. Rogers. It's crazy. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I love so, it. it was awesome. Good. Well, good review. Thank you, Carl. Yeah. Thanks, Carl. Well, so Appreciate now we're going to get into the news, as always, curated by our news director, Angel Mancini. Angel! And now, the lead story. It's ironic that her yeah. name is Angel coming <laughs> yeah, to the first story. <laughs> this is a tragic story. What? Uh, yes, uh, big tragedy. Victoria's Secret parent company L Brands has confirmed that it will not air its fashion show this year. What? Claiming that there's falling <laughs> ratings and backlash to the event in recent years. What? Yeah, they're saying it's important to evolve the marketing of Victoria's Secret. So they're devolve the market. Exactly. Devolve. Yeah. Yeah, because they're saying that people are calling it sexist and anti-feminist, and so they're backing off for the first time since the 90s. That's that's a compliment these days. Anti-feminist? Yeah, you want to be called that. (laughs) So they're not airing it anymore. It's done. Uh, Yeah, at least not this year. They're saying they're done. Yeah. Wow. Well, they say ratings are dropping. Well, ratings are dropping faster than a prom dress after midnight. (laughs) Boom! (laughs) Hello! They're going down. How does this happen? You've got the most beautiful women in the world parading around in panties and a bra with angel's wings on. What do you have to do to get ratings anymore? <laughs> what yeah, do you have to do? That's true. Well, I, the, the, maybe the problem is that you can get that basically at any point at any time now, man. Yeah. There's so many uh, options now. Yeah, hey, true. as long as the catalog keeps showing up, I'm okay. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. Honestly, I've never I've never actually watched a show, to be honest. Oh, I didn't know that one existed. I would have been a bigger supporter. I would have been a sponsor. <laughs> Said the degenerate. <laughs> I would have been a sponsor. Sponsored by Man Up. <laughs> yeah, you would have come in and saved the day for now, sure. I've never seen it. I've, I've only been in Victoria's Secrets like t- once or twice in my life. Uh-huh. My wife and my, my daughter is constantly doing stuff so the magazines come and i just hand them to them and go here you go but uh, and and uh, it's sure weird for a dad saying it to, it to your daughter here you go <laughs> sure you just hand it to them yes i do okay yeah <laughs> you don't believe that nope <laughs> in my past life okay would have been different there we go I, i'm a mirthful married man that's right <laughs> so so uh yeah not even What's the deal though? Pageants. Remember the. I think it started with the uh, the Miss America and Miss USA mm-hmm. pageant. They've gone downhill. I don't even know that they're on anymore. Yeah, yeah or they get very really... little. Victoria's Secrets is now gone. If we lose Naked and Afraid, it's over. It's the apocalypse, guys. <laughs> which is kind of ironic because that's how we're going to have to live after the apocalypse. Naked and Afraid. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, they're saying they're trying to figure out other ways to. Uh, uh, get their branding out of their message. Uh, I'm people. scared. I'm scared what they're gonna do, man. Because all these new uh, marketing companies, they, if you know exactly what they're gonna tell them to do, man. Swing far left to get to get your ratings up, right? To hey, get your brand up. Hey, we found out what Victoria's Secret is. She's what? gone broke. <laughs> <laughs> well, honestly, is this a lazy business decision that where they were lazy for X amount of years because they had success, and now it's not being able to continue because they they stopped creating new things or you know what what big has come out in the lingerie world since the wonder bra which yeah. which by the way was wunderbar <laughs> <laughs> only a letter or two off by the yeah. Way. <laughs> yeah you know i think if they had convictions in what they really believe and what they what, the image they want to present and what they want uh to inspire to i think they would get a bunch of their customers back but i think right now man every company seems to be a little bit fearful just like the general public man and they're just 
They're just appeasing their critics, appeasing their critics. And that's really the wrong way to go, man, when you want to do business. Maybe, maybe. But maybe the other thing is, if you look at every television show out there, ratings are going down. That's There's more true. and more channels. People are going to the internet. So I don't know. I think they need a new product. My wife would use the Swiss Army bra. My wife's bra holds everything, mm -hmm. literally. Her phone, her money, her boobs. It's got it all. <laughs> wow. No, but, but you know, these days, like, individuals have... <laughs> these days, individuals, man, like PewDiePie and other YouTubers, man, they have as much following as a as a as a show, like a network show. Absolutely, so they just need to get creative, man. They could get they could do it like a have PewDiePie be the Prager, the who host. we're having on here today, has pro. I don't know how many millions he has listening a day. I'm guessing five or six million a day across the country, mm -hmm. but he's got 2.5 billion views. Mm -hmm. on Prager University. Yeah. Like, that is crazy Yeah, they numbers. just need to be creative, embrace new media instead of uh, running from it because that's what, you know, that's what most companies do when, when, when they're going down, man. They just double down. You know what they should do? What? Me and my wife and my daughter will watch... Um, the, we laugh incredibly when we put on um, Model Fails... No. And it shows runway models, and they oh, yeah. start stumbling and tripping. Yeah. Yeah. And I, honestly, it's 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 not. We're not laughing at the person. We're laughing at the person who's trying to keep it together. Yeah. And trying to stay good. Because yeah. we relate so much to trying to hold it all together when everything yeah. is just falling apart, and we laugh so hard. I bet if they put a couple of those moments in that show, it would huh. really pick up huge. Like, well, have you know. Well, yeah. well, one thing that's also uh, shocking to me is that they're saying that they're losing business in the lingerie market, of course, to Target. <laughs> it's like, really? <laughs> Nothing so sexy like, hey, honey, I went to Target for you. <laughs> so, man out there that, listening, do your part. Make sure to follow those models. <laughs> follow the models. <laughs> yes. Well, I, I think that's the internet taking over because I think I, I'm sure – I'm sure Victoria's Secret's having all that overhead with this, the shops. The internet is really taking over. Yeah. Amazon will own the world in, in three years. I mean, it's crazy. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Well, hey, we're going to move on to our next story. Lead story two, Electric Boogaloo. Lead story two, Electric Boogaloo. Okay, so Kanye West is really tearing up the planet with his dramatic conversion to christianity his latest album jesus is king has exploded on the charts and now he's bringing his touring sunday service giant gospel music show uh across the country and he made a stop uh this past week to the harris county jail in texas come on now. Put on a two-hour yeah. show for free for 500 prisoners and it was a powerful experience for the men. The photos are amazing from this. But the atheist organization Freedom From Religion Foundation <laughs> is protesting, saying that the service is unconstitutional and demanding that no such thing be ever held again in the jail. But the sheriff, God bless him, is standing strong and saying, hey, look, this was a very positive experience for the uh, prisoners there. So, uh, yeah, what do you guys uh, think of the uh, whole, uh, you know, uh, conflict over this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's what conflict, right? I, I'd rather meet Jesus in prison than Jesus, my cellmate. <laughs> Jesus, come on in. I can't believe they're uh, picketing this and, and complaining about it. That makes no sense to me. But isn't there a history of artists going to jails and performing? I mean, we got yeah, Cash, Johnny Cash. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, Bill Cosby's in jail. <laughs> I know, he's, he's probably doing a show tonight. <laughs> Yeah. 
<laughs> but, I guess history. It's, but I guess it's because it was a, the Christian message is really what. Yeah, they're escape. saying that the, the yeah the, the, that the inmates don't have a choice between um, sitting in know, their jail cell, sitting in their jail cell, and hearing the uh, two-hour service. And it's like, well, who's going to be complaining? Regardless of Jesus, it's going to go for a thousand bucks a piece. <laughs> I know. Yeah, I think someone's just jealous, man. <laughs> That yeah. is crazy. I mean, if you look, it's funny in the end times when right is wrong and wrong is right. So they're yeah. calling that wrong. Uh, p- somebody going out of their way, doing something for free to serve people who are in prison. Psalm 68, 5 and 6 says, A father to the fatherless, a defender of the widows, is God in his holy dwelling. God sets the lonely in families. He leads out the prisoners with singing, but the rebellious live in a sun-scorched land. So listen, that's exactly what happened. He leads out the prisoners with singing, Kanye West, yeah. but the rebellious, the atheist, is in a sun-scorched land, Texas. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> if you look at Matthew uh, 25, 34 to 40, then the king will say to those on his right, Come, you who are blessed by my Father, and take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger, and you invited me in. I needed clothes, and you clothed me. I was sick, and you took after me. I was in prison, and you came out to visit me. There it is. Kanye, When I, honestly, I was not a huge fan of Kanye before this whole thing, and I've really come to respect him a lot. I've listened to a couple of things, and uh, my daughter and my wife and my son and I talk about it a lot, mm-hmm. and it's, I really see a transformation with him. And Tremendous. I think, I think he's legitimate, and I think he's really trying to serve people and help people with the gifts that he's been given. And I'm really, really impressed. Well, and the governor of Texas has uh, made a comment saying that he thinks it's great if other artists would follow his lead, saying that if... Do they want a juggler? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure they would, actually. No, Ron, you have a very good show. To be honest, man, your show's inspirational. I've done shows in in prisons before, There you go, man. Yeah, yeah. 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 But he's saying if inmates turn to God, they may get released earlier because of good behavior and may be less likely to commit future crimes. Ooh, I so, like that idea. Yeah. I like that. Um, wow, wow. Well, see, the thing is, man, when I don't like it when people just poo-poo what other people do, man. If this organization really has something against Kanye West doing this, then they should probably offer a better option. You know, they should go to these jails and you know see if they can possibly in, uh, influence these inmates instead of just telling people what not to do. Well, I will say on the two freeway heading south yes. from La Cañada down into uh, Glendale, uh, uh, yeah. Atheist United actually did sponsor part of the freeway. That's cleanup. true. I've seen that. <laughs> yes, I've yes. seen that. <laughs> wow. So, okay. Okay. They did something there, but, uh, you know, cleaning up a freeway doesn't necessarily change lives, but uh, good for you guys for doing something good. But, uh, <laughs> but that's what I mean. Instead of just pooping what other people do, man, just be a force for good and keep it up, you know? Can I tell you guys a crazy story about a guy that... um, No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) There's a guy in seminary. He's coming up to his senior year, and he wants to really do... This is a true story. He really wants to do something for God. He prays all year long, God, give me the best internship. I want to change the world. I want to go help people. And he sends all his resumes out, and he gets nothing. I mean, literally no one, no church takes him in. No mission group mm-hmm. takes him in, and he's like, okay. So he gets a job in Chicago, where Carl's from, because he, he has to make money for his, love, yeah. for his next year, and he becomes a bus driver on the south side of Chicago. Huh. And this group of 
young kids gets on every day. They don't pay their money. They mock him. And every day they don't pay. And he goes, you have to pay. You have to pay. You have to pay. And they don't pay. And they make fun of him. And they mm-hmm. malign him. And one day he sees a cop on the corner. He pulls over, gets the cop, says, these guys never pay. And the cop mm-hmm. says, pay or get off. So they pay. And then the cop leaves. And they stay on the bus. And he goes around the next corner. And they beat the tar out of the guy. Oh, man. Oh. They put him in the hospital. Oh. And... Uh, so then he's sitting there like, really, God, I prayed all year to get to do something good for you. And now this happens. And, you know, how does this happen to me? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. And uh, he goes to the sentencing and they pled, they pled guilty. They yeah. were caught. And most of them, not every one of them, but most of them were caught. And they pled guilty. And then he said something came over him and he stood up in the courtroom and he said, Judge, Tell me the amount of days they're to be sentenced to. I would like to take their place in jail. Let what? them go and let me be the one put in prison. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what is what the judge said. What are you talking about? He goes, that's unprecedented. This has never happened before. He says, yes, it did happen before. 2,000 years ago, Jesus came and he died for all of my sins that I did. And he paid the price for me. I want to do that for them. Yeah. The judge says, I'm not going to allow it. But then, just like Kanye went and visited them in prison, this guy went and visited those guys every day in prison, changed their lives, started his whole ministry in the south side of Chicago, changing these thugs' lives by offering to take their spot for what they did for him. It's a beautiful story. And and Kanye, you keep up the good work, brother. Yeah, I wow. love it, and I applaud you. We yeah. applaud Kanye. You're kind of our hero, one of our heroes of the week. Yeah, well, I wanted to say uh, one more hero of the week. Man up, welcomes hero of the week. Here I come to save the day. There's a kid in Lynchburg, Virginia, 17 years old, named Cohen Nalty, who decided to treat some friends to dinner after a great shift at his restaurant as a waiter. He was loaded with quarters, paid a $45 tab with a $20 bill and the rest in quarters. The restaurant tried to shame him online, making fun of him for how he paid, but he said, look, that's U.S. currency, and decided to fight back with kindness. He set up a page dubbing himself Quarter Boy on Facebook, and he has since started a movement where he takes care of people's uh, restaurant bills and other like basic you know little uh, acts of kindness paying with quarters by surprising people so he was just a kid who happened to have a lot of change and he paid yeah thinking okay I'm gonna pay my meal mm-hmm. and then they shamed him on, on yeah. social media yeah they yeah. bullied him this basically restaurant. I mean this restaurant's got to be stupid, right? I mean, it's, it's close now, isn't it? Probably, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Publicity can't be good. Well, honestly, it sounds like the boy has such a sweet spirit yeah. that he just said, I don't accept what they're calling me and telling me. Mm-hmm. I know who I am, and I'm going to make good. He made lemonade out of lemons, and he went, and so now he's buying everybody else's yeah, he's stuff with quarters. Like, yeah, he put $20 in someone's gas tank, bought coffee for strangers, donated to food banks, and uh, gave boxes of pizza to local law enforcement showing up with bags of quarters for people at the laundry bank. What's his name? Cohen Nalty. Cohen? Yeah. Uh-huh. Cohen, I have a mortgage payment due. Bring some quarters, <laughs> baby. Bring some quarters, Cohen. Wow. Honestly, I love this kid. Yeah. I love him. And, he, and he's inspired other businesses and people to donate their quarters so that yeah. he can go ahead and uh, and pay other people. He didn't get them. on the victim triangle, did he? No. He no. stayed off the victim triangle <laughs> and he just said, I'm going to keep marching the way I march. I love this kid. This is a real man, this kid. Yeah. Don't you agree? Hell's yeah. Man up. Bonehead of the week. <laughs> Man Up brings you
you bonehead of the week. Oops. We have a Florida man who uh, named Joseph Zach. He was pulled a bone, over. A bonehead in Florida? I know. No kidding. Right? I don't They're think we need men. to say his name, by the way. Uh, well, the, the world already I feel bad for every bonehead, but they are boneheads. <laughs> well, this guy failed to stop at a stop sign. The cops approached his car. They found an open Budweiser can in the driver door, but they also well, found done that. a crack <laughs> yeah. pipe in the center console what? and a clear baggie with a whitish residue. What? Tested positive for crack cocaine, and he said the did not belong to him. The wind must have placed it there. Oh, I buy that. That's why they call it blow, right? <laughs> well, that explains it. Oh yeah. my gosh! What that is crazy. It was a coincidence, right? He said it blew in there by the window. Yeah. What if it actually did? <laughs> what if he was like, no, it really did. Yeah. <laughs> how do you prove it? I mean, how do you disprove it? You know, either way. But uh, yeah. So uh, uh, Joseph, I hope you're in. Uh, Don't say his had, name. Okay, sorry. Uh, well, Bob. buddy, I hope you had time <laughs> to man. enjoy it before uh, you go to jail for it. You are truly the bonehead of the well, week. Well, what's funny is how the addictive mind works is that the addictive mind doesn't go through the prefrontal cortex, which is the reasoning and thinking area. It reacts from the limbic section, and that's why addicts do stupid things. I'm very sorry, brother. You proved yourself true right there. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, so we've got to go uh, to commercial. Uh, find us at um, Man Up, the View for Dudes on Facebook, uh, Man Up Show on uh, Instagram, and uh, on Twitter at ManUp underscore show. And also look for us at iTunes. When we come back, Dennis Prager. Dennis Prager! Right. Hey, this is Antonio Delgado, host of Man Up. You hear me give funny and serious opinions on some of the biggest issues facing man today through my law offices in Los Angeles, San Diego, San Francisco, Las Vegas, Orange County, and Houston. I man up for you to help you and your family at the most difficult times of your life. So if you want a caring and compassionate fighter for your rights to a great life in America, call me. 213-266-7900 and I'll be there for you. That's 213-266-7900. Welcome. You've tuned in to Man Up. Heard each and every Saturday evening at 8. Where hosts Antonio Delgado, Carl Kozlowski, and Ron Pearson, along with their guests, take a stand for modern manhood. Stand up and man up, America. And now, your hosts, Antonio, Carl, and Ron. Uh, welcome back to Man Up, coming Man in up. from the luxurious studios of KRLA AM870 in Los Angeles. As always, I'm one of your co-hosts again, Carl Kozlowski, and with me are... The degenerate Antonio Delgado and, and Ron the mirthful married man Pearson. And we're thrilled and delighted to have our very special guest today. Oh, yeah. He is one of the most vital and outspoken voices in America today. His show is broadcast to millions daily from the studios of KRLA AM870 right here where we are now. Woo! And his PragerU series of videos have taught conservative principles to well over 2.5 billion people. Billion with a B. That's right. He is also the co-star and producer with Adam Carolla of the terrific new documentary No Safe Spaces about the incredible threat of political correctness on college campuses and beyond. Ladies and gentlemen, we bring you Dennis Prager. Thank you. Wow. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. you got to have me on more often, just like a middle's introduction. <laughs> well, we aim to please, sir. Yes, yes. And I have sitting in my hand two Nicaraguan cigars for you, okay. Padron, because I was hoping you might actually be in the studio today. But we got you. You know, I got to tell you, nobody told me that. 
you you made a boo boo. <laughs> you, <told me>, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, every man has a price. Mine are Nicaraguan cigars. Just uh, don't by ask. The way, that that really shows you know me. <laughs> you know, you when people say, "Oh, I got some great Cuban cigars for you," and ah, uh, you don't know, you don't know what I love. I also have. Uh, Exodus and Genesis of the Rational Bible here for you to sign, but uh, I didn't get you on that either. So, oh well. Well, that's great because that's that's where my heart and mind are at my Bible commentary. Thank you. Well, thank you for doing that. I mean, honestly, talk about a multi-sided person, unbelievable. But we have a few questions just to to, to lighten up the air and kind of. The general population is thinking yes, about this. Yes, yes, yes. We hear you're a lover of music. And if you could not hear, uh, for whatever reason, you couldn't uh, listen to classical music anymore, what what would be your next option? Suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Load the gun. Why are you guys laughing? No, I get it. I get it. I get it because you love it. But uh, Antonio had another question for you, which is... I I was just also wondering if you... Wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait. So was the gist of that question, what's my second favorite type of music? Correct. Correct. We thought Uh, you were going to say East Coast rap. crack you up. (laughs) My second favorite type of music is 1950s American rock and roll. Wow. Wow. A rebel. Who's also classics. Who's your favorite star out of that? I don't have a favorite star. The 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 um, Chuck Berry. The melodies, the melodies are are so often so great. I'll tell you, there is one song though that I I fell in love with as a kid, and I still are. Big Bad John. Oh, and that's I, a great I, I song. Know, I don't know if you know that. Yes, song, I do. But, uh, it's it's a sort of a morality tale, and and it's also a great melody. And uh, anyway, the hook was Big Bad up. John. Right? That's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. Well, thank you for joining us. I just wanted to say, Bolshoi, Spasiba, Ya Izuchal Ruskizik, Chetiti Godev, Shkoliev, Seattleia, Yasnayu Ochen Mala, but Ya Lublu. I understood every word. By the way, it's Bolshoi, Spasiba. Oh, Izvenitsi, Pajalsta. Izvenitsi. You're forgiven. <laughs> So I, I studied Russian in high school uh, in, in Seattle, Washington, and then I went to the Soviet Union in 1982, and I spent three weeks there. I also spent a week on a Soviet ship going down the Danube and into the Black Sea and uh, had amazing experiences. I know you went to the Soviet Union back in the day as well, and I just wanted to kind of compare notes with you because very few people in the world had this opportunity to uh, – even experience something from uh, America to the real communist society. What's your take? That's right. That, that is true. I, I went at 21 years of age. Brezhnev was the leader. It was the height of the Cold War. What year? And uh, 1969. Wow. Yeah. And uh, it was uh, it, it was uh, it was obviously revelatory uh, to come from the freest country. To a totalitarian state. I'll tell you an interesting thing. When I got back to the U.S., I was there for a month. Uh, I was actually sent in there by the Israeli government to uh, to to um, help Soviet Jews. And uh, I got back to America, and I be- immediately I was sent around lecturing. How many you know? How many kids had been to the Soviet Union? And I, I knew Russian and, and so on. So. 
I, I be, I be, that's how I started my public life, speaking about the Soviet Union and Soviet Jews in particular. And I realized after about 10 speeches, I think it took me about 10 speeches, mm-hmm. that uh, it was not possible for people to under, most people to understand what totalitarian meant. Wow. I, yep. I, it not, it, 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 forgive me, I just want to say something I said often. When I spoke to Soviet citizens about freedom, they would say, oh, what you have in America, that's not freedom, that's anarchy. And when I spoke to Americans, so in other words, the Soviet citizen didn't understand a free society, mm-hmm. what it's like, and an American didn't understand a totalitarian society, what it is like. And, and I don't think the current crop of, of youngsters growing up trying to embrace this similar ideology understands what that will lead to. And it's frightening, to be honest. It's very frightening. About half of millennials think that we should tamper with the First Amendment right. to ban hate speech. It shows you how effective the left has been in indoctrinating rather than educating. And what do you think it's so... But what's so appealing about it, then? I mean, at the end of the road, I mean, we, we, we have an understanding. I'll, tell you, I'll yes. tell you what, two things are appealing. Number one, uh, people do not yearn to be free. They yearn to be taken care of. Yes. Ooh, wow. So that, that's the biggest single uh, reason for this. And the other is the religion of equality. Mm-hmm. Egalitarianism. So in, in a lot of their minds, they believe it is better that everyone be equally poor than that only a few be poor and others be rich. Wow. Well, they wow. think they're all going to be equally rich. I mean, that's the assumption they make, right? But it's not going to yes, be that way. Yes, because that's what they're used to. They actually think they will have this standard of living that they have now, and everybody else will too. And no price will be paid except for shutting down dissent. It's it's truly scary. It's the Venezuelization of American uh, citizens, and uh, I I think we're in the fight for the only existential fight. I think is not carbon emissions. I think it's uh, it's leftism. Mm-hmm. Uh, agreed. Agreed. I don't think they understand that there is no such thing as egalitarianism. Uh, the definition of that being everything's equal. Because when I was in the Soviet Union, uh, I noticed there were jazz musicians on my ship that got to be outside of the country. They play jazz for four hours a night, and then they're done. And there's somebody else who's required for the same amount of income to dig ditches in the winter in Siberia. And how is that equal? That's not equal. That one guy has a dream job and the other guy doesn't. But they all make the same. That's n- there's there's no such thing. And <clears throat> I I just don't. Well, you know, it's interesting. They they they're very selective about the rich that they that they're angry at. They, they hate rich businessmen, who ironically are the are the reason for uh, for employment in America. They're the ones who employ. They're the reason for wealth in America. But they're not angry at, at Hollywood stars who make $100 million. They're not angry at baseball players or football players who have $300 million contracts. It's very interesting. What if you said to them, you know what, we should pay every shortstop the same as we pay a teacher? What would they say? 
<laughs> we'll have lousy shortstops. <laughs> and we want our good shortstops. So we better pay them more. <laughs> I mean, everything we do in life is basically to be unequal, no? We go to school because we don't want to be equal. We want to be better, don't we? We we get better jobs because we want to be unequal. I mean, uh, who wants we're to be equal, equal then? The only equality that matters is we're equal before God and before yes. the law. Amen. End, end of issue. Correct, mm-hmm. correct. Interesting story. When I was on that uh, Soviet ship in the Black Sea, the jazz musicians on the ship come up to us. We're, I'm 16 years old at the time. They go, meet us on back deck for <laughs> at midnight. And we're like, That's okay. Right. right? Uh, now, I, now I truly believe you have the experience. <laughs> only, some, only someone who's been with them knows how true that is. Yes. They used to arrange meetings with me in the Soviet Union. Yeah. At a certain tree, Ooh. at a certain time, in a certain park. Wow. 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 Well, we go back. We're 16 years old. Brezhnev was still in power. This is 1982. Ronald Reagan is the president. It's the peak of the Cold War, just like the years you were there. Same same uh, premier, Brezhnev. And uh, we're waiting. It's midnight. No one shows up. 12.15, no one shows up. 12.30, no one shows up. About 10 minutes to one, they kick in the back door. They bring out two roasted chickens and three bottles of vodka. They pour us all a glass of vodka, and their first words to us, they raise their glass and they go, to Ronald Reagan. (laughs) And we couldn't believe it. Our jaws hit the floor because we realized what that meant. They could be fired from their job. They could be thrown in prison for that statement to Americans at that time. Of course, absolutely. It's like the old joke. Uh, the old the Soviet dissident joke is what is what is the difference between um, uh, I, by the way there's the best humor in my life was Soviet dissident humor <laughs> so what's the difference between That's America the and here. the Soviet Union answer uh, in in the Soviet Union there is freedom of speech in America there is freedom after speech. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. I love that. We have dissident humor here, too. Well, our current a, state. Um, I just saw the movie uh, last night, and I thought it was really amazing. I wanted to ask you, you point out so many different places where, like Evergreen uh, State University and, and you know, Berkeley, where some insane things have happened. Is there a particular spot in America right now that uh, people should be paying attention to as a uh, you know, hotspot? Yeah, the, oh, the university. That's why we made the film. Okay. Uh, the film, the film for your listeners' sake, is no safe spaces. It's with Adam Carolla and me. Uh, I always tell people, and I'm not Mister Modest. It is a great movie, and it is not great because I'm in it. I am in a great movie. What these guys did with the material is is miraculous. It is riveting. It's a movie, not just a documentary. Uh, I've, I've seen it six times. I would be riveted if I saw it a seventh. People need to see it. They need it's a wake up call to America and all they gotta do is go to nosafespaces.com and see where it will be playing, uh, when and where in their city. And you know, Mr. Prager, when I was young, uh, to be honest, I used to be very, very liberal, very leftist. And I can tell you the details of how I changed uh, with that, to be honest. But my question to you is this, is that how, I mean, are we really changing anyone mi- anyone's minds here or are we just preaching to the crier? You know, have you actually seen people? Well, I have two answers yes. to that. Uh, the, 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 I'll take part two. Okay. Uh, the crisis in America is primarily because the choir forgot how to sing. So... Mm-hmm. I am totally okay with preaching to the choir, 
because if the choir doesn't know the lyrics, we're doomed. Mm-hmm. Amen so to that. I ha- if that were true, I would be happy. But I know that, uh, I know, for example, Prairie University, it's got a billion views a year. It can't possibly be only people who agree with us. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, at the movie I was in, when I, I went to the theater to, to uh, watch your film last week, and there was a couple of guys in front of me, and they were laughing at all the wrong spots. It didn't make sense. So I thought, right. wow, these are, these are people from the other side. And then, and then certain things, when it got real deep and real solid, with it's pretty hard to argue. You know, you got Van Jones and all these different people putting in great arguments. It, you know, you'd see them get real quiet. <laughs> I mean, it was, I was just watching them as much as I was watching the film, trying to understand how their minds were working. I, I, it was, I don't know. It was a thank, thank you for making that film, by the way. That, well, yes, I'm very proud of it. Uh, it, it it's, it, it's really an achievement. And, uh, I, I tell you, I tell people pay your liberal relatives, literally pay them to go. <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting, we were talking about the Soviet union and how that society lived. And now we're talking about your, what's going on on the campuses, currently and it's very similar the the human being as i said earlier the human being does not long for freedom liberty is a value we have a liberty bell we have a country you know the land of the free and the home of the brave liberty e pluribus unum and god we trust these are values not instincts the human instinct is totalitarian I want to control what those who differ with me say, and I want to be taken care of. Totalitarianism is natural. Liberty is not. Did you bring that up in your um, in your uh, rational Bible? Because if you go to the time of the judges, they had total liberty and because God was their leader, and they were calling for a king. And then you get into the books of kings. And it's well, it's my, really interesting. My rational Bible is the first five books. Obviously, Judges is afterwards. But yeah. I do, in fact, make this point very strongly. When the Israelites get out of 400 years of slavery, the first <laughs> thing they do is say, we want to go back. The food was better. <laughs> <laughs> Leeks and onions. Leeks and onions. <laughs> and Mr. Prager. Um, like I told you, when I was younger, um, I was very leftist. And what changed it for me, actually, was the crash of 08. It's really because I had to take control of my own life. But have you ever, I mean, has anyone ever come up to you and said, like, this is the reason why, uh, you know, you, you influence uh, me to liberty or this is what did it for me? Have you seen a pattern among people? Oh, listen, that's the reason the left hates us and why so many of our videos are on the restricted list. We're very effective in changing minds really, really effective. And 65% of our views are from people under 35 years of age. Wow, that's great. <laughs> if you would walk with me through an airport, you would think I was some sort of rock star because it's it's young people who come over. It's fascinating. I love it. Just fascinating. I love it. I love it. Well, back to, back to the other parallel between the Soviet Union and what's happening on college campuses. Um, like my daughter is went to Pasadena City College last year. She's at University of San Diego now. And um, she comes home and she'll 
often tell me, you're not going to believe what happened today. You're not going to believe what my professor said today. You're not going to believe who they shouted out of, out, of the, out of the class today. It's totally frightening. And now when I talk to Russians I know now who lived through the Soviet days that you and I experienced, um, I say, why do you like America? They go, because people smile. Americans are much open with others. Soviets were very closed off. I, I got into conversations with them why that was. It's because you were always afraid your neighbors were going to turn you in. It was that same thought, thought police um, aspect to, to what's happening on the campuses. And my daughter says all the time, I just keep my mouth shut, Dad. I can't say anything or they'll come after me. But, well, they will come after her. I, I, I don't blame her for keeping her mouth shut. I, I do advise kids to to speak out but uh, i i know they'll pay a price so i don't blame them for not but i i i think it's worth it's worth doing i'll tell you you're one of the few people in america that has ever interviewed me who i got a sense really understood what's going on they, there is a sovietization of our campuses and of, of of much of outside life as well certainly the media well, it, it, it's true, and we've got to, for future generations, uh, make a difference. I mean, I want them to be able to say their side, too. I just don't want our side to be shut up. And that's, of course that's, we want them to say their side. The yes. more the merrier. Yeah, exactly. We, but we don't care. We, we, we not only don't care if they speak out, we want them to. But we don't want to be shut down. Right. Right. So, so look, uh, Mr. Prager, and if, if people's instincts is to be in a totalitarian state, to be taken care of, how do you make someone choose the opposite? How do you make Very them go against their nature? question. The first thing you do when you go to the doctor, the first thing you want is a diagnosis of what's wrong. That's our first task. Young people, please understand the road that we are on right now. You will be you will not only be less free, you will also be less wealthy. Uh, you will be poorer. You, you will be, uh, you will be, as I say, on the road to uh, Venezuela. And uh, they, they never hear this. When I go to campuses, I, I gave a speech to the University of Wyoming, and I'm only mentioning it because the speech is on YouTube. You know, your, your, your listeners can watch it. It's titled, Socialism Makes You Selfish. See, I argue against the left on all the terms that they think that they have a monopoly on, moral terms. Socialism is immoral. Uh, the American system is moral. The American system is, I take care of me, I take care of my family, I take care of my community. The left system is, the state takes care of me, the state takes care of my family, the state takes care of my community. Which is more moral? Yes, agreed. And you even have a, a video on PragerU that talks about capitalism being more moral because every time it is, is, in this, an exchange happens, it's between two people who agree and are both happy on the exchange. If you bring in the government, that's a third person in the party, and that changes. Far fewer exchanges take place, and often coercion exists. And, and like, if I go buy a car, I'm happy the, with the car I bought, and the people that sold it to me are happy. Uh, and they have to they want to take care of me as, as, a, as a purchaser. They want to keep me as a customer, so they're going to want to serve me. So capitalism actually is very moral, and for some reason, um, 
we've kept our mouths shut saying uh, with this whole class warfare thing, and uh, it makes no sense to me. I think we really need to uh, start uh, portraying the values of capitalism higher so that people understand what they're really living in is, is a blessing. You hit it on the nose. That's yeah. correct. Yeah. So. Yeah. So well, let's help people see the movie. One quick question, then. You talk about the difference between um, liberal versus left a lot, and, and, and that it's two different tracks of people on, on the Democratic side. Um, and the left is the one who pretty much has no boundaries. The, the results justify the means, and, and the liberals are the ones who have quite a conscience, are able to converse and connect with uh, topics uh, as you do on your radio show where you just put it out there and try and get clarity. And uh, h- how do you explain the difference between the left and the liberal? Well, I have a five-minute video at PragerU of differences between, I give six major differences between left and liberal. I'll just give one right now. Leftists believe in all black dormitories at campuses and liberals do not. Oh, interesting. Huh. <laughs> interesting. Wow. Well, so um, the last thing I, uh, that I wanted to ask, because uh, we're almost out of time, is I've heard that uh, from somebody that I know who's in his 20s that he believes that there's a, a final, uh, that there's a big pendulum swing back towards the good, towards uh, conservatism coming, that the uh, youngest generation right now is um, uh, fed up with seeing the snowflakes. Uh, have, you, have you seen that happening, hopefully? Well, it's a, I hope. Uh, uh, unfortunately, uh, they have to be made aware. Uh, look, the, there's a sort of reign of terror at universities. The average student does not believe that everyone who differs with them is a fascist. But the only voices you hear are, are those that say that. You know, again, my University of Wyoming speech. Every, every campus I go to has an attack on me before I come. I'm, a, I'm you know, six herbs, sex, intolerance, xenophobic, homophobic, Islamophobic, racist, bigoted. So this uh, so one woman wrote in the paper, the local Laramie, Wyoming paper, Dennis Prager, who's a bigot, a right-wing bigot, which for them is redundant, uh, is coming to the campus, and he's all these things and an anti-Semite. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which, I mean, not only am I a Jew, but, uh, but I, I am the founder of a synagogue of a Jewish day school, taught Jewish history uh, at Brooklyn College, wrote uh, the, the, the most widely read int- English introduction to Judaism, writing a five-volume commentary on the Torah, and I'm an anti-Semite. <laughs> Man, that's pretty crazy. But um, <laughs> hey, so we want to thank you for uh, coming uh, or being on the phone with us, and uh, it was a real honor to speak with you. And uh, congrats on the movie and all your success. And we hope that uh, you'll be able to uh, uh, keep uh, bringing the truth to America for a long time to come. And don't forget your cigar, well, sir. I want you to know you guys give me hope. Oh, thank Amen you. Amen to that. Nicaraguan cigars will be waiting for you here at the station. And everyone out listening, go see No Safe Spaces. It will be worth every penny you spend on it. Thank you guys again. Thank you, sir. Bless you, thank Dennis you. Prager. Right on. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.